Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping into being the badass in business you were born to be. And as always, I have an exciting guest for you today. So this woman I met recently in person when I was visiting the amazing San Diego, a uh, city that I have fallen in love with and I'm trying to conspire of how to get down there. But Poppy Sprague is with me here and I need to introduce you to her because she's just such a beautiful soul. So welcome to the show, Poppy. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute delight. Hello. <laughs> My pleasure. See, it's that energy, that just that vibrant energy. That's why I had to have you on the show. So tell people a little bit about what you do. Who are you? Well, if, wow, where do I even begin? Honest <laughs> to goodness. I start with so, a question. <laughs> well, so I'm a, I'm a, Lover of humanity is what I am. I, I happen to be trained in psychotherapy, uh, coaching and psychology. I've been practicing in those fields and psychiatry for two decades and then some. You know, I classically say this is not a job. This is my life 24-7, mm. day in, day out. I'm all about how we function, why we do the things we do. I come from a very colorful, weird and wonderful background. I get struggle, I get difficulty. My parents were therapists. I grew up in a psychotherapeutic training center. This is in my DNA. <laughs> so I'm very much about learning the best I can from the people doing the doing, walking their talk. How can we be even more loving, tender, compassionate, understanding, forgiving, excitable inspired in love and appreciative of who we are and how we get a sense of worth and belonging in this crazy stuff that we're facing right now yes the world so, is insane good lord almighty yes <laughs> and yet we're just something else i mean we're breathtaking as individuals as, as humanity and I get moved very deeply, very quickly by people because I just, I am one, I guess. <laughs> so I'm all well, about... You, you are one, but I would say, like, we met at that event and I noticed how much you are willing to be open and raw and just, like, you have your heart wide open and you're just loving up on everybody. It's unusual. So yes, you're human, but... What got you to be able to be that open with people? Well, do you know, it's a beautiful question. And I ask this question when I meet happy people, I classically ask that question and I always get the same answer. And I had a really profound experience with this where the last person I asked, he said the same thing, which is I had uh, a, um, an experience, near-death experience basically mm. what he said. And I came away and I thought, I always get the same answer. There's a moment for somebody where they realize this is what I got and it was nearly taken away. And people don't, it's not necessarily a moment that would take it away, but an overcoming of some epic ass proportion, frankly. <laughs> yes. And I was stood in my house thinking about all these wonderful people and how I love that I ask people that question. And I'll go for the jugular always with people, which is, you know, what, what allows you to be so happy or so lovely or so beautiful or so sexy or whatever. I'll just go for it. Yeah. 
And I was sit thinking, sitting thinking, well, what's gone on with me then? I haven't had any near-death experiences. What's it? And it hit me like a bolt. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, women? <laughs> oh, my word, near-death. Again and again and again. And it was one of those moments where I think we find this in, in sort of personal development or the more self-reflective we are, the more we're willing to really have a look at our learning curves and, and, and be ready to eat on change and grow, we start to realize what we've tolerated, where we've come mm. from, who impacted us, what wasn't healthy, what was, what moved us and why and all that stuff. Right. And I stood there going, how have I missed this? A, a time after time, again and again, where I've risked my life for nothing you know, through sabotage, through hatred of myself, of the world, of desperation, of, you know, life's kind of comedy gold moments of how the hell, you know, I'm a survivor. I'm like all of us. That's what I see in people is we have a strong survival streak. It is fucking profound. And yet we fail to recognize it. So here I was sitting in my room going, oh, what's so special? Oh, okay. Now I get it. I and love that with people. Like it's like, oh, yes. I haven't done anything, and then you start digging, and you're like, oh, well, yes. you know, I survived the Holocaust, but you know, yes, let's exactly, just... <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, minor thing. <laughs> it was a really profound moment, and I thought, oh my god, and I'm, I'm thinking as we're talking, that's classically the response. That there needs to be an even more poignant word than classically. I get from people is something happened and, and it will often be a coy response of kind of not shame, but sort of almost a little nervousness of, you know, there's great vulnerability behind the answer in the most beautiful way. Of course, vulnerability mm -hmm. is courage. It's the same fucking thing. We have this swear word of vulnerability, but <laughs> we need the same qualities of vulnerability <laughs> as we do courage. So the most courageous people, in my opinion, are the most vulnerable and vice versa. Oh beautiful so yeah i've been to hell and back many times uh, you know meal ticket kind of stuff and come out with buckets of water ready to go back in when and if needed and i guess across time i've got more and more savvy i've been a slow learner <laughs> uh, and i'm not sure how many times i've done this over lifetime wise i'm sure i'm on like i'm up there in the tens but i'm winning and i'm i'm certainly gonna win this one i'm damn sure of it <laughs> but it is that it's it's having spent honest to god some really horrific times in, in my own life witnessing the lives of others clients as well obviously through my work mm -hmm. um you know, really, really profound stuff that at some juncture, I'm not sure what was this. Oh, yes, I am. I'll tell you what the turning point was. Can I, I, <laughs> I to yourself. <laughs> yes. Should I go on? Yeah, go ahead. Turning point, really. It's apps. I, I would love to gift this lovingly through the airwaves to every single person that hears this podcast. It was the moment I said I would like something too, please. It was a real Oliver moment, you know, Oliver with the porridge, mm -hmm. with the yeah, please sir, I'd like more. some more. Yeah. Yeah. I was with a friend. <laughs> I was at actually an oh, good lord. I was at a christening and I noticed the pupils on the and many people's eyes were completely dilated. And I was thinking, what the fucking hell's gone down here? I mean, somebody spiked everyone? What's going on? 
<laughs> and literally that was pretty much what had gone on, which is not my MO, but I was thinking, oh, for once in my life, I'm clean and, you know, wonderful and perfect <laughs> and blah and rah. I really felt like an adult. And this guy made a beeline for me and it's actually on video. <laughs> and I said, I don't want to talk to you. And the whole thing's on video. And I'm a very loving person. But yeah. I was like, no way, mate. You're off your trolley. This is not happening. <laughs> and anyway, he came to me afterward. We, we actually had a very funny but very real, which is usually how it goes, conversation. And he said, um, I'm a coke addict. And I said, my darling, yeah, I picked that up at like 100 paces. Totally got you. <laughs> yes. and, uh, and he said, I really want help. I hear you're a therapist. And I said, yes. And I put him in touch with a colleague who I love. I mean, anybody I refer to, this is in my blood, you know. For, for pe with people who go, at least with my words or names out of my mouth, I, I want to guide people like they're the precious stones, you know, because in any profession we can have some crappy ones. But this is really important stuff, our mind, for goodness Absolutely. sake. Absolutely. So I literally babysat the man, not through, you know, I'm over the years of my cape and my save the world. <laughs> he, he said, would you come? And I said, of course, it's one of my favorite areas of London. I'll hang out. And well, of course I will. And he met me afterward and he said, Poppy, I think you've saved my life. Wow. And I, yeah. And I said, I know I have, but equally, let's give you the credit because you're the one voting with your feet, my love. You've walked here. <laughs> you know, I've just come. It could have been either way. And I said, and I'm looking at him going, I know this man. He would have died. It was profound what he was doing to himself. But in fairness, again, to him, he asked for help when people are ready, right? Absolutely. I'm over the whole, I don't force feed people therapy or helpful that no, you can guide them but they have to be ready they have to be willing absolutely really them you're just holding that space most of the time like mo like so i see it, it's like we hold the space for our clients yes absolutely tools, but we hold them the space and then they can transform because somebody's there and they've got them. absolutely and it's a kind of it's a tender creative skillful ordeal I think that mm -hmm. one because oftentimes we can rob the client of their will or they'll project it into us yes and then of course we got all kinds of issues because yes we need our will right so he I was trying to help him understand I'm way over the day I used to do it a lot I was a brilliant manipulator and masochist and all I was so good but no 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 at one point <laughs> I thought this ain't working either let's try something else <laughs> So I looked in his eye and I thought, you know what? I don't ask for things in return. And I could feel this flicker of, if I don't shift on this, I'm going to resent him and myself and other people mm. for the rest of my life that I'm wow. doing this stuff. And I said, well, if that's true, I'd like you to do something for me. And it was the first time in my life I had said it. And as these words are coming out of my mouth, I'm like, oh my God, is this amazing or is this horrendous or what's going to happen? <laughs> and he said, uh, what would you like? And I thought, and I'm not going to do the work for you either. I'm going to have you, you're going to work to give me something. Yeah. And, and so we spoke and I said, I, what I need is someone to teach me to fight. I, I was a, a Muay Thai uh, Thai kickboxing person for years and then, you know, life happens and it didn't happen. And Right there, we he said, oh, I know exactly the person who then very skillfully had me be a coaching client of him. He ended up being a brilliant speaker and coach. 
And it, it opened door after door after. It was literally like little angels came flying around and opened all the doors and life just opened up. And I am absolutely 100% sure with faith I can stand on that there was a kind of universal law unlocking where I went, okay, I'm ready to receive. And oh. it was profound. Oh. Wow. Bloody and he was delighted, of course. Yes. This is, this is the thing. And of course, you know, <laughs> it's very much in, in our field, I'm sure you probably identify, you know, it, it's quite something to learn to do this stuff yourself. We can be very skillful and convincing, but nobody really gives a shit until they can see you doing it. And <laughs> it was such a pleasure, you know, he lit up yes. with the idea that he could have a sense of significance because he was impacting me positively too. Mm -hmm. And suddenly he got empowered through giving. And I thought, oh, yay, I'm on to something. <laughs> so that was, it was a pretty special day, that one, for both of us. Uh, well, there's so much in that. Like, I'm, I'm just seeing, there's so many layers that we can pull in here that you allowed him to see himself as significant. Yeah. You allowed him to see he's got talents that you don't have so that it kind of puts you on a level playing field where, and this is, this is another thing where I, I, I've really made a big shift in the last couple of years. You know, I used to think my clients need me. They need my help. Yeah. Tools. They're broken. And that was my messaging. And then I, I've been shifting it around a lot. Um, to that you're not fucked up you're not broken you don't need my coaching nobody needs my coaching yeah. but it's fun it's more fun to untangle this stuff with somebody yes without and yes. so it's it's you've gifted him all of that message and gifted yourself that beautiful ability to receive and yeah things open up once we start receiving oh my god oh my god more. yes right <laughs> I'm going Jeez. to start talking British soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's like that is just a beautiful story for the mm. power of receiving. Really, really to God. And I wish it for everybody. Yeah. And it actually, I think, was, I'm a pretty courageous soul. That was a courageous moment for me in, in a kind of, what's it called? It's sort of a... I don't know how you'd describe it, but sort of small C, big C. It, it, it felt, I don't know how to put it. In. It, it was huge in its small transaction between us, such a simple thing. Yeah. Uh, but pebble, it had been... That pebble going into the, quite, into the exactly. water and rippling out across the whole lake. Exactly. Truly changed the trajectory of my life and his life, boom, in, in me saying... I'm going to actually meet your hand in the middle so that we're holding them as opposed to me just throwing shit at you and thinking, you know, I'm something special because I've done a good deed, you know, come on. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> so I, I'm so happy for myself that day that I did that. And it was really, a, it was, it, it drove a lot of anxiety in me about what does it mean if I do that? And yet, of course, that's, I think that's just one of the healthiest things that we can do is meet somebody as an equal and I've always protested you know I see everybody well, really how about receiving and and often I think when we ask ourselves those questions it's like right yeah I don't receive well I don't do compliments oh no I don't do I can't uh. yeah. and then we wonder why we're not receiving and that's I meet so many people who have such a pain point in this one is oh, yes. even to take somebody's gaze 
uh, you know, we peppered with assumption about what they think and then we divert or deflect or wow. And for me, this consistently is my experience with clients or students or anybody I work with is when we start to look at the exchange of how wealthy the other person can feel in your presence to be able to give you something that you receive it. Like with anything, you know, we work hard and if we were at role reverse, how it is to be denied something or dismissed, it's yes. horrible. And then we wonder why people don't want to be around us because you don't <laughs> let me give you anything. Screw you. you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's not far enough back in the past that that's not still a bit cringeworthy for me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. I've, I've been there, done that. And, and yeah, you know, and it's like, it's interesting. I'm just getting this, you know, visual for people like to challenge themselves. Can you, you know, we can often receive from people that we see are doing better than us. Yes. Right. And, but you know, of course I'm always encouraging people to let go of their judgment of that because what is better, what is worse, but you know, stepping in and in your case, in this story, here's somebody that typically people would say he's doing worse than you. You know, Mm -hmm. he's a drug addict. He's got, Mm -hmm. you know, his life is about, it's going downhill. And to allow yourself to receive from somebody that we see is in a worse place shifts that whole dynamic, uh, allows you to step out of that ego bullshit and, and really drop in, you know, my perspective is that we're all infinite beings. And so we are all equal. Yes. And like, it's life affirming because yes. if, if we think about, you know, our needs as human beings, we all have these same needs. We meet them differently, obviously. Yeah. But in terms of fulfillment and utter sense of um, life, breath really is the need for contribution and the need for growth. And without those two things, we are in a fucking hell shitstorm. In a yes. big way, doesn't matter how wealthy, how educated, how beautiful, how comfortable, how anything. If we don't have that, you know, sense of something about what we're doing is growing us as individuals, or we're able to give beyond ourselves, we're really in some horrible pain, and it mm-hmm. takes the lives and and sanity of millions. Oh yeah, it's, it's just crippling stuff. So oh. it was such a gift to him. I know it was, and it was like. Ugh! The gift of receiving those hits out there. How do you do that? You know, it, yeah. it was a challenge, but really that my whole life opened up that day. I bet. I, you know, that would, it would be, have a profound effect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, okay. So we did want to talk about being honest with yourself. Yes. And, yes. and so, you know, you, you did that in that moment. You got honest with the fact yes. You weren't allowing yourself to receive, and it's like, okay, take a look. I can either continue this bullshit yes. and continue to have, you know, a less than stellar life that I want, or I can drop down all those walls and barriers, let myself be vulnerable, and try something different. Yes. Right. So, why is being honest with yourself? So, I mean, you've kind of touched on it, but if there's something more that you want to say about why that's so important to you. Well, this is the piece, really, honestly. Uh, do you know the exercise seven levels deep? No, I don't think Okay, so this, maybe, is, life, this is life-changing for yeah, all of it. us right here, right now. Dean Graciosi, I don't know if you know of him. He's um, well, what an incredible soul man. Uh, 
I could talk about him forever, but and suffice to say, he, he's a real visionary, humanitarian. He's actually in the property world, but he, he teaches people survival, essentially. He's come from hell himself, and he's walking his talk in a big way. Mm-hmm. And I heard him in an interview once talk about a mentor of him, his, sorry, who told him about this exercise. And I've yet to hear and recall the name of this chap that turned him on to it. But it's called Seven Levels Deep. And if you go to YouTube, Dean Graciosi himself talks you through it. Incredibly moving. Mm. And I heard him speak and thought, you know what? I'm going to use this with my students because I train people globally. And I have a program, Self Mastery, which is about looking at really how do we master ourselves being Mm -hmm. psychological ninjas, practical psychologists. Let's get our heads around what the hell's going on and sort this stuff once and for all. Yeah. And of course, whenever I set assignments or do work with, with anybody, I'll make sure I test it on myself properly to see does this shit work and does anyone care and whatever. Oh my word, I unraveled. (laughs) So essentially the principle behind it is you ask yourself a question about why. What is motivating you? What is your why for something? I'm sure you've heard it, you know, in the coaching world. We Absolutely. It's just, wow. And it can become this kind of gimmicky stuff. Yes. When done well, human interaction, as I'm sure you well know, we actually connect, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea behind this exercise is to connect us to what drives us and why. So you look into a motivation behind something. Well, you know, why are you doing this podcast? Well, because I love this Dana. Dana is just a beautiful lady, you know, lit me up the minute I saw her in the room next. If we went and asked that same, took the answer and asked the question down seven times, seven levels. Oh, okay. Both of us would be sobbing and probably we'd get married at the end, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) So where where I began with it is I thought, I I did it on myself and I thought, okay, so why am I doing this video training for these students? Why? So it started with, well, because I want to better uh, people's understanding of psychology, have them connect with themselves, have them be healthier, wealthier, more abundant within themselves, etc. I, I don't like to identify with pain. Why is that important? Well, because, so basically, again, you're taking the answer to your question and asking yourself the same question. So right. You're asking for seven levels of depth as to what motivates you, what moves you. Mm. And where it took me, I'll do it, I'll talk it so I stay a little bit intellectual, otherwise I'm going to be a blubbering fucking wreck. (laughs) Where it took me was the importance of being able to talk the truth to one another. Mm. To to be open to that, to to help facilitate that for myself, for other people, but also to um, attract that in other people, that I need that to be honest and, and disciplined in my honesty, if that's such a thing. I mean, that, that's never come out of my mouth before. That's interesting. Where it took me to is my father was a compulsive liar. Oh. And I watched how crippled that had my mother be 
with his lies and his deceit and his compulsive everything stuff. And, yeah. you know, my mum, she's human too. So for me, and I've worked with couples for 20 years, it's 50-50, you know. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, we've always got part to play in what we can learn and how we're our teachers and learning growth. And, oh, my gosh. The, the best expression wow. in your gene, like – the best expression I had for couples is that the rocks in one person's head fit the holes in the other. Oh, a hundred million. Percent. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll let yes. you back on. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And in fact, one of my supervisor, my clinical supervisor for some of my client work says we, we only get married so we can, we have someone to project onto the romantic <laughs> that he is. <laughs> um, so, you know, I saw the damage it caused my mother and her sanity. She went mad. Wow. Now that's her business as well, because that's about health and how she took care of herself and how, you know, right. she was sort of set up for illness because of the habits and disciplines that she had around her own self care and so on. But it was thick and fucking twisted, sordid stuff. And it's mm. not okay. And it's one of the things that really is still so deep within me. And I always will be the, the kind of, murderous arranged for I'm gonna kill someone because you've lied thing. That's <laughs> kinda gone-ish. <laughs> no, but but the 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 principle of to lie to somebody, to deny somebody's reality because you cannot take responsibility for it mm -hmm. for your own. To to not have the that reflective capacity or function or uh, integrity so that you, the sanity of somebody else is affected because of your preparedness to be truthful. Uh, wow. I saw that really cause some big, big damage in my yeah. family. And again, you know, my mother and anybody in this scene, the well, story has a part to play. What we do with our own truth and not wanting to see and take movements, whether somebody lies to us or not, is largely irrelevant. But as a little kid watching, the destructiveness of lies and deceit and cover up. Oh no. Huge uh -huh. impact. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And in fact, I had the conversation with my father over and over and over across the years. And he, he died about 15 years ago and it was only about 18 months. He died suddenly about 18 months before we had the last conversation on this issue where I basically positioned him and said, whatever goes down, you are going to talk to me without the bullshit. Wow. And he's fairly slippery. Brilliant man. Beautiful man. Both of my parents, I'm so, I would pick them again and again in a heartbeat. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't even take a breath. I'd be like, you, you, I want you. <laughs> However, it came at costs because we do our crazy stuff. You know, every family mm -hmm. does their own stuff. There were costs to us because of our cover-up, because of individually how we each bullshitted our way through stuff. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the conversation ended with him, God love him. Because I said to him in his face, and our relationship changed from that moment, that you should be hung, drawn, and quartered for your preparedness to lie in the face of another human being, knowing that they will then doubt their own mind because of it. That is despicable. Wow. wow. Um, and of course, you know, I've grown up somewhat since then to realize everything's forgivable in fairness. This is my position now. But for me, I was just, wow, my mom, you know. And it's easier, of course, to be angry with the aggressor 
yes. the man that's the man and mum's depressed and pathetic. It's easier right. to be angry with him than her. Of course, I had to work that one out as well. Wow, <laughs> whoopie doodle. <laughs> but what he did say he is, and he, I know he meant it with all sincerity. He turned to me and he said, I never thought it would hurt anyone, love. I really never thought wow. it would hurt anyone. And he just didn't know better. He didn't, he didn't know to be able to say he had needs and talk to it. He just knew how to pretend he didn't have any. Wow. And that, that nearly killed my mother. It nearly killed me. It certainly drove us both around the bend with our own, you know, collusion of watching, you know, how these things can repeat and so on. And I know it broke his heart. I know it's what's ki- what killed him ultimately was a broken heart mm. because of the pain he caused himself and other people through his life. Yeah. Oh. I, you know, in hearing all of that, hearing the story and the, and the, you know, I love that seven layers deep. I mean, I've, I've, you know, gone through that process. I just hadn't heard it called that. Um, oh, please see it. It's awesome. On YouTube. Yeah. I'm powerful, really powerful. It's life changing. Yeah. Um, but it also makes me think, you know, this is another reason why you and I clicked so deeply because the honesty piece is huge for me as well. That's my number one. It's like, I don't, you tell me the ugly truth, but tell me the truth. Exactly. I'd rather hear it. Yes. You know, it'll hurt, it'll suck, but I'll get over it rather than you lie to me. And then I find out you lied to me because that's just not okay. Yeah. So do whatever you want to do, but don't lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like steal from me and then say, I'm stealing from you. Like I'd rather yeah. have people do that. Than, yes. <laughs> right. Oh, me too. Me too. It's yeah. devastating. Yeah. But I equally had a student recently say this. She, she was, what did I have them do? They were doing some kind of heart work that we do a lot of heart work on our heart, basically. Oh, and she said she was looking over some emails and realizing there was a trend in the email endings that she used to send to partners so when relationships would end they would classic she just noticed just through this reflective exercise that she would give them the same message through through well at times which was just tell me the truth just don't lie to me Mm. like finish it leave screw someone out whatever but don't lie right and the piece of work that we did, if I recall this correctly, uh, is I totally get it. I mean, I love her. I love my student. I love anybody that does this work. I'm like, these are powerhouse. They're like, oh my God, warrior princesses and princes and kings and queens all over the place. I love these people. <laughs> They're like family to me. This girl, she's powerhouse. However, the piece I think for us that is so important and it's where we're safe. It's where we're on solid ground is where am I protesting to somebody else that they must do for me what I'm not prepared mm. to do for me? That. And that. Profound. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And she, she felt the same. And ultimately, you know, in my own journey or whatever you want to call it and other people I've witnessed and done research, I'm a research practitioner, so I'm always looking at outcome. Mm-hmm. This is classically where people's power comes is when we say, well, hang on a minute. Uh, if I cut out the middleman and just talk straight to source, <laughs> i.e. myself, <laughs> where am I disloyal to me? Where am I yes. uh, lying to me? Where yeah. am I uh, 
giving up on me? Where do I dump me? Where do I lie to me? Where do I put somebody else first? And so on. And oh my God, this is why the world is reflecting it back. I had a conversation with a neighbor. He's really pissed at me and I'm pleased because I know I get him thinking. <laughs> but he was doing this, boo-hoo. I had, um, what did he have? Uh, somebody uh, did graffiti on the outside of his house. Right. And, he, and he's all moaning about it. And I, and I said, what are you going to do about it? Meaning, what are you going to do with you about the fact that somebody's vandalizing your space? And right. he said, oh, I think I'm going to call the police or I'm going to text someone. I said, well, hang on a minute. Before you call the police, my suggestion, considering you're talking to me, <laughs> he knows he's going to get the truth with me, is are you in any way vandalizing your life yourself? Are you a vandal in your own life? Mm. Like, I don't know what you mean. And I thought, I'm not even having this conversation. It's over. The man's an alcoholic. He's oh. vandalizing his dreams, his wishes, his oh. hopes, his love life, his body. He's a vandal. Yeah. And yet he wants to call the police and tattletale that somebody's done him on him. I mean, give me a break. Yes. You know? Yes. 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 <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so it can sound really harsh and sort of like, tell me another one kind of thing. But it's also, hang on a minute. It's not empowering for you to point fingers at other people who are you. Right. How about you befriend them and have a look at what is it you're attracting in them? What, what part of you are you unclaiming and disowning and projecting and cutting off in somebody else and conveniently saying, aren't they terribly? Uh, X, Y, and Z. Right. Meanwhile, you're perfect. Well, apparently not because you're medicated 24 <laughs> <laughs> seven. Yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. So that is the shortcut to therapy is everywhere that you are, you know, upset with other people, you're not liking what they're doing, then you just turn it around and you say, I do. And you put in the, you know, all the things that you're mad about as somebody else. And, and then, yeah, list what it is and take a good hard look without yeah judgment but with compassion and just say okay what if I change these things what if I was yeah. willing to actually shift it yeah that and there's a real again there's skill for us in that to mm -hmm. hold compassion absolutely with um a celebration really a prepare a preparedness to look at what now because there's reasons why we've we've been groomed to do this stuff. It's yeah. not like we're just boo-hoo, poor me, I'm so arrogant and egotistical. We've had an education about how to not see ourselves, not value ourselves, how to go for uh, behaviors in other people that hurt us or how to repeat or whatever it is. So it's crucial. And this is why I take people through 12 levels with self-mastery. It's mm -hmm. crucial that we appreciate the genius, genius stuff that we've done creative genius, honest to God, through childhood. We had to like survive. To <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> what we had to survive, you know, a lot of people, I do this, uh, well, I don't do this actually. I used to do this when I worked with individual clients um, would be to send a trauma questionnaire, mm. get a sense. And often they would come back blank. And, you know, if I had a new PA happened twice, two different ladies within about three years said, Oh, they didn't fill it out. And I'm like, send it back. 
oh, but they don't, they don't have a trauma. And I was like, my love, we all have a trauma. Are you on this planet? Quite. Then you have yes. a trauma. <laughs> exactly. Feeling overwhelmed and alone in it, in my opinion, is a pretty much trauma for people. Were you born? Yes. Right. And, and it's another swear word kind of thing. That yeah. It's so imperative for us to appreciate how fucking incredible we are. Mm-hmm. How twisted, how clever, how manipulative, <laughs> how brilliant, you know, that we assess our environment. And of course, for the most part, we're not conscious, not to seven years old. There's no filter for right mm-hmm. and wrong. These people are God. Who's ever around, they're doing it yeah. right. Yes. So we go, do, 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 you know, radar, who do I have to be? How do I have to be to survive this so that I get fed and watered and, you know, roof over my head? <laughs> Suddenly, I'm a good girl, or I can sing, or I'm clever, or I'm, you know, really empathic, or whatever. Obviously, yeah. it's not that superficial, but it's genius. We do. We pick all that up, and then we, you know, we formulate what we need to do, who, who we need to be, and yes. and you know, it's incredible. It's, it, every story, every journey is just incredible. Yes. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Really, Me too. Yeah, it's so beautiful. You, you just your passion, your drive is comes through naturally, and I know we could talk for hours. Unfortunately, it's <laughs> half hour show. <laughs> but um, I'm sure at this point there's some people that have really felt a connection with you. So, where do they find you? Where do they find me? Wow, it's difficult not to a lot of the time. So, firstly, <laughs> I do a lot uh, using Facebook. I have so much content on YouTube. All of my branding is the same, Poppy Sprague, S-P-R-A-G-U-E. So on Facebook, for example, I have three different pages, um, but you can find Poppy, P-O-P-P-Y, is my public figure page. But equally, the friend page is open. I also have Mastermind Lounge, which is more for business. Um, And across those pages, spontaneously, I do lives. Uh, live streams which is free content but also on a Monday I do a live Q&A at 6 30 p.m pacific standard time and that's beautiful because people come in introduce themselves you know what do you want what do you do where are you so we really get to if people want you know some people just watch or yeah whatever it's 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 for us nothing's off the table it is about it doesn't matter how seemingly weird and wonderful I've heard it I'm sure many times, if not, I've done it or made it up myself or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if I don't know, then it's likely I may know someone who does know and I can put people in touch. But yeah. I'm very much about the only silly question is the one I'm asked in a big way. So I'm very happy to hear it all and do, I'll do whatever I can to assist with what I know. Great. Yeah. It has been a delight. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Poppy. I love your energy. Love what you're doing. So stay tuned for another exciting episode next week. And until then, continue to be a badass in business. Thanks for tuning in to the Inner Dominatrix podcast, the show that gets you stepping into being the badass in business you were born to be. All right. If you have not downloaded the app, make sure that you get over to Apple 
or the Google Play Store and download the free app. Have a search for Dana Ferrant Inner Power, and you will have immediate access to way more tips and tools, all the things that you need stepping into your power and really exponentially growing your business.